Harley Davidson, for example. Just, I'll just give a number. I mean, the details are in the report, but they saw an increase of 2,930% in the sales leads using AI. That's not really a number that you can get through human efficiency at this stage. Hi, this is Ron Toledo. I'm um, Chief Technology Officer of Capgemini, a global insights and data organization. And uh, today we'll be discussing um, artificial intelligence and particularly uh, the research by our Digital Transformation Institute, which is called uh, Turning AI into Concrete Value, the Successful Implementers uh, Toolkit. And uh, we have a, uh, a merry band of, uh, of people today in the, in the podcast. I already introduced myself, and we have uh, three other people involved in this. Let's introduce ourselves uh, first. So, Chris. Thank you, Ron. Pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Christopher Stankin. I am the head of the Global Industrialization and Automation team, um, and very much looking forward to our conversation today around AI and its consequences. Uh, hi, my name is Amol Khadikar. I'm a researcher at the Digital Transformation Institute. Uh, great to be here talking about the recently uh, released research on AI. Uh, hi everyone, uh, this is Subramanian Sibu. I am with the Digital Transformation Institute. Uh, and yes, very glad to be here. I think you know, we want to discuss AI far beyond the world war kind of consequences which Elon Musk talks about. So, yeah, pleasure to be here. Right, uh, so, so, so anyway, when you're talking now, anyway, could, could you tell a little bit more, as you have been involved in this report, uh, what, what, what struck you most in, uh, in the findings of it? When we started out this research, Ron, uh, to be honest, uh, one, the overwhelming sentiment in the market, if you looked out, was negative. AI is going to take over the world, machines are eating up the world, AI is taking up jobs. Uh, so we were uh, a bit worried on uh, how is it that we should actually go about this research. But uh, once we actually started the research, uh, we were surprised very pleasantly uh, with, with, with what we found. I think uh, there is, there is, I think there is a significant disconnect between what the perception is versus what the reality is. Uh, organizations are using AI in so many ways that we've identified in the report, uh, beyond just you know being scared or beyond just trying to cut jobs. I would say that, that there is a significant disconnect between what people believe AI to be versus how AI is being used and can be used in practice. Well, that's certainly what I liked about the reports as well, right? It, it gives a, a very pragmatic, I would say, um, realistic uh, perspective on, on how you can apply uh, AI today. Uh, I, I'd certainly say artificial intelligence has some uh, black swan qualities in terms of our, our inability to predict on the long term um, uh, what it will change and how it will change because it's a technology that we've never seen in this in this way before. But, but what I like about the report personally is... Uh, is, is really it's 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 focus on the, on the impact that you can currently achieve, right? On, on, on the short term and on the medium term, and certainly also all the benefits that that organisations are already uh, harvesting uh, on on a daily basis. Uh, right, Chris. Uh, the, 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 this pertains to, to uh, ourselves as well, right? Within within Capgemini, I think we're harvesting the benefits of the AI on a daily basis as well. Absolutely, Ron. I think the. Um and again, I, I would say very positively received, I think, an initial response to AI and concerns around AI uh, from, from our employees and from all of the teams. Uh, but as they start to work with more technology, and it, it makes their life easier, uh, removes some of the drudgery of their day-to-day -day job and, and starts to free them up to do more interesting, more valuable things and actually gives them insight. So it makes them more of a contributor. So I think it's, it's really interesting how, I think if you think about the Industrial Revolution, 
for me at last we're starting to unlock the potential of technology uh, I think up till now it's been used in a very in a very drudgery type of way low level now we're starting to see how we integrate all you know like, like from your department insights and data with um, all the internet of things bringing all of that type of thing together and really helping us to deliver much better service back to our clients and add value and feel better about ourselves as well about our jobs about what we're doing um, so it's actually quite liberating I think when where people have embraced it so I, I can't agree more with the, with the positive sentiment that we're, that we're starting to see happen in the marketplace. Uh, it's, it's certainly good um, you know that, that, that we as let's call ourselves a little bit distance IT people you are IT people uh, and, and it's refreshing to see that, that we apply this stuff uh, right from the start um, to our to our own business as well, uh, you know, which which you cannot always say of, of IT people that that they are the first ones to to adopt the technology and apply it to their own processes, right, and, and their own business models. And, and I, I think in this case with AI, it's, it's definitely uh, happening, right? I think I think sometimes wrong. We have an expression, you know, cobbler's children in, in the UK. I'm sure there are equivalents all around the world around, you know, cobbler's children have the worst shoes. Sometimes I think there is a, a risk that in IT. That, we, we do we convince our clients that they should be doing a lot of these things and maybe we're a little bit slow I think what's interesting in this is definitely a groundswell of interest in, in our teams and our employees to adopt this and actually be be leaders in what we're doing and adopt some of this technology and see how we can uh, uh, you know apply it to our to our own jobs and to the benefit of our clients so Actually, it's quite an interesting change management exercise, and watching this as this sort of wave of interest and excitement rides through the uh, rides through the through the business. Well, it's it's a key it's a key suggestion I would have for nowadays to any IT department, and and let's for the sake of simplicity consider Capgemini a bit as an, a very big IT department itself as well. But I, I I would have a best practice for any IT department right now, and, and whether it pertains to AI, by the way, or, or for example, robotic process automation, or or, or even blockchain, uh, why don't you why don't you apply that technology to your own IT department, your own IT processes, your own productivity first? And once you've done that successfully, you have something to bring to the business and show to them and say, hey, you, you like this? You see what it has done for us? You know, you you could have the same for your business processes. And it could change uh, positively your business as well. And, and I think that's that's a very important one uh, with, with all of these new technologies. You know, um, from an IT perspective, um, why don't you, why don't you apply it to your own processes first, and and then bring it to the, to to the business. And 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 if you're a business person and listening, I would say go to your favorite IT person and and ask them exactly this question. You know, how have you been applying this stuff to your own to your own business as well? And and I think that's a uh, you know, quite an insight. Uh, um, uh, certainly, certainly something I would uh, like to to bring to the table as well. Uh, so, Amol, have, have you been spoken to any any CIO that that looked at it like that? Uh, any CIO that that uh, applied uh, artificial intelligence to their own productivity uh, processes as well? Yeah. That's right, Khan. So uh, what we've seen is one of the interesting things that came out uh, from the research was that a lot of organizations are already using AI. So AI is pretty much here and now, and it's driving benefits across the organization. So like you said, a number of processes have started uh, leveraging AI, and we've seen that from sales to operations to customers to generating insights. All of the organizations that are implementing AI are 
are garnering a lot of uh, heavy-duty results. So KLM, for example, at the Dutch airline, that has adopted an AI-assisted human agent model, and it has seen uh, some very big efficiency gains in the range of 35 to 30 percent uh, from all the cases that are now resolved through these uh, human agents. Uh, there are some very interesting examples from uh, Mastercard to JP Morgan to even uh, Harley Davidson, for example, that saw their leads zooming through. Uh, by using uh, AI solutions. So definitely organizations have started uh, leveraging AI to a great extent. And definitely also uh, to, to their own IT processes as well, I guess. Chris, is, is, is there any, any particular area of AI that, that you feel is, is currently providing a breakthrough? I think Alexa made a big difference. Uh, you know, whether, whether it's Alexa itself or whether it's, you know, because Siri's been around a long time. But I think the ability to talk to technology um, has made a big difference. It made it much more accessible. Um, we're all used to our sat-nav talking to us and, and, and adapting the way we're going to go based on traffic information. Nobody really considered that as AI, yet you'd be happily sat in your car being guided by your car, which is the quickest way to get from A to B, dependent on different traffic conditions, which you could not possibly be aware of, other than maybe listening to a radio and trying to figure out alternative routes. Um, and, you know, your sat-nav talks to you, um, but typically it would be a one-way conversation uh, giving you instructions about, how, you know, which way you should go. I think that the ability now to interact has really made AI much more accessible um, and less threatening, bizarrely, I think. You know, so people are more comfortable with it. Um, they realize the power of it. I mean, some of the advertising for, for Alexa... Um, I think is really quite impressive. So I think for me that's what's made the big difference, Ron, is, is making it more accessible and to some extent more human because you can interact with it. You don't sit at a keyboard or have to program it. You can talk to it and it will respond to you. I think that's what's made a big difference. And, and people probably don't even realize uh, often that, that there is uh, quite some advanced uh, deep learning um, you know, underneath the hood, right, in, in terms of the ability to produce that. It's, uh, people don't even realize, if, if you looked at the launch of the Apple iPhone 10, uh, just, just a day away, um, when we're recording this podcast, it's uh, very impressive what they have on board of that phone as well. That was actually, uh, you know, ne neural network technology on board of the phone in order to optimize that. And, and that Siri, uh, in case of the Apple is, is, uh, iPhone, is, is just one example uh, of, of how to apply that, right? Yeah, I mean, other examples, you know, as, as anybody that's read any of my, my blogs will know that I'm a big fan of Amazon, right? And I think if you look at Amazon and you shop on Amazon, uh, the, the way they, they interact with you based on previous purchases, the way they say, if you're looking at this, if you considered this, this is what other people looked at when you were looking at this. Uh, this is the type of feedback that um, we've got where people have gone through with this purchase. Uh, this is that even when you get to Christmas, it gives you suggested um, present lists for people where you know you may have bought something for a for a relative before, and you sort of look look up that, and it will give you other alternatives. I think you know people are used to interacting with AI, um, and and that you know and they're used to having that type of support in their lives now. So I think bringing it into the business world has become quite easy because that's what people expect in their home lives, they expect the same in their business lives, so therefore, you know, if, I want to know, if I'm working on a service desk, I should be able to look up the answer to the question, and it should give me four or five alternatives and say this is the best one, but, 
you know, in certain situations, this other this other answer was a preferred answer, or whichever way you want to do it. So, I think applying that type of logic and that type of support to simple ideas like the service desk or you know, a customer uh, call center, I, I think is extremely helpful and improves the quality of the service and the customer experience. And I think that's the really, really important thing. It's not just about cost. It's around improvement of the value and of the experience, which has a very positive, and I think that's why we're seeing this improvement when people realize that AI is sitting behind a lot of the positive um, experiences and interactions that we have, then people are more positive about it. So I think, you know, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. No, absolutely, and uh, I, I do think Amazon, by the way, is a striking example. Um, you know, some of you probably know Technovision, it's Capgemini's yearly uh, trend analysis. We, we create a document that we describe 37 technology trends, and one of them already for a few years has been what we called, what would Amazon do? And, and we actually said, look, look at a business problem or applying a technology, and you may want to just, just have a short look at what Amazon's currently doing with it, because it might set an example. Um, you know, companies used to be cloud first or, or mobile first. I, I think nowadays it's fair to say that Amazon is an example of a company which is AI first. So, so, so whether you look at, at shopping and, and, and you know, um, being proactive with the customer to the level, by the way, that they could uh, deliver the, the so-called psychic pizza, right? They already know you want it before you know it. So, so the moment you, you want the pizza, they're already at the door uh, bringing it. And, and they're, they're very proactive at understanding the customer behavior and already sending out goods. Um, they have their drones, of course, been experimenting with it, and you couldn't do it without artificial intelligence, uh, obviously. Uh, there is uh, the, the big success of, uh, of uh, Alexa, uh, clearly, and, and that technology being applied in very different areas. So, so and, and then, of course, their own cloud, by the way, uh, no doubt very much driven by, uh, by AI technologies as well. So, so they're... They're definitely a striking example, and, and I think for many organizations to become AI first and, and think in terms of, you know, AI could be the engine behind my business model, and, um, you know, and, and it, would, it would open up entirely new ways of, of doing your business, I think is a very uh, stimulating idea. Guy, guys, you, you, you've been doing uh, the, the, the interviews for the report, uh, you, you have anything to, to build on that, companies that you run across, for example, that, that really set an example as well? Yes, Ron. So uh, I think, you know, uh, you kind of nailed it when you said, you know, the Amazon of the world, how they're doing AI as an integral element of everything that they do. So uh, we, we spoke to multiple, multiple industry leaders uh, who are running AI initiatives uh, at scale. And uh, one common theme that came up was uh, the consumer facing companies, for example, have already done uh, a fairly good implementation of AI. I mean, essentially Amazon, Facebook, Google. So when Google now pops up with your flight details at the right moment, for example, so uh, what they now believe is this kind of a revolution is going to come to the workplace, is going to come to businesses of every scale and every size. So uh, in our research, for example, uh, one of the exceedingly common themes that everyone agreed on was that AI is going to make complex jobs far more easier. It's going to take out the mundane nature of every single job. It's going to automate it and leave a lot more time for the individual to work on significantly more value-added, uh, you know, activities. Uh, people are not really scared of missions as such. And the interesting part is that uh, this sentiment actually increases when uh, we talk to organizations that are implementing at scale. So uh, those who start off implementing at, at pilot, for example, uh, you know, we had 74% people agreed, agreeing that AI will make complex jobs easier. 
but uh, when we talk to organizations that actually have implementation at scale, that number rises to 89%. So uh, yes, organizations are actually looking forward to AI, to implementing it, and some of the examples which uh, Amon mentioned as well earlier, Harley-Davidson, for example. Uh, I'll just give a number. I mean, the details are in the report, but they saw an increase of 2,930% uh, in the sales leads using AI. Uh, that's not really a number that you can get through human efficiency at this stage. So uh, there's, there's massive amounts of productivity, efficiency, cost savings, all of them waiting to be unlocked there. Yeah. Right, Amol? Yeah, that's probably, by the way, uh, one of the very last vehicles that will drive autonomously will be an Harley-Davidson uh, you know, bike. That's for sure. I, I don't see the, the Harley-Davidson typical bike rider uh, switch, switch to an AI-driven system anytime soon. They're probably the last of the Mohicans to or later to adopt that, but, uh, but, but certainly Harley-Davidson <laughs> seems to be very successful in applying this to their uh, sales uh, and marketing process, right? Anything to add to that, uh, Amal? Um, yes, that's right, Ron. So, uh, so one of the things that we saw exceedingly was uh, organizations are using it across uh, their functions uh, in the organization. But one of the things that uh, surprised us a lot was that uh, organizations are also tackling some of the toughest challenges uh, in AI. So when we uh, analyzed a number of use cases uh, where AI can be implemented in organizations, we saw that uh, a lot of organizations are going for highly complex use cases, which are also in high value, but then there are uh, other high value use cases which are fairly low complex and can be easily done, which not a lot of uh, organizations are uh, tackling. So this is uh, one of the things that uh, surprised us and as to why organizations yeah. uh, are not going for uh, lesser complex ones. Yeah, it, it, it struck me as well. It, uh, it's, 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 and, and it's also, and, and to come back to, to Chris' points as well, a lot of people seem to be sort of intimidated by the complexity of it, where I believe that, that, that all the examples we see, whether it's building a, a, your own Alexa skill, for example, or, or creating a chatbot, you know, or, or using some, some um, you know, um, API-based uh, face recognition. All, all of that is available to, through simple APIs and, and, and simple web services, and you can use it. So, so, so personally, and, and I am in the insights and data organization, and we do have a lot of data scientists, but, but, but I believe that, that a lot of the, let's say, short-term benefits you're mentioning don't have much to do with, with, with an organization creating their own um, deep learning neural network and, and, and trying to, to train it, but, but actually simply use the technology that is based on it and use it for their own purposes, right? Is, is that fair to say? You recognize that, Chris? I, I believe the way we apply it, it's also much more like that, right? We, we apply stuff, we use it. It's not necessarily, um, you know, um, getting deep into the, the, the technology of it itself. It's not necessary. Absolutely. I think, you know, we see components and the assembly of components is, is definitely the sensible way to go forward rather than building all of your own components. I guess same must be the same for you, I guess, when you look at the Internet of Things, which today has been probably spoken of quite a lot, but use case is quite difficult. I think AI is really now connecting a lot of the information that we're getting. I guess you must be seeing that as well, Ron, right? The Internet of Things is really being helped by the, by the advances in AI, which again is a connector, really. Yeah, and, and I think it's fair to say that, that uh, with, with, with the flood of information and data that will come from that, that connected internet of everything, 
you know, it's fair to say that, that you couldn't even do without AI to, to, to keep a grip on it, right? It's, it's the same, Chris, as, as we're seeing in cybersecurity, right? Uh, you might have 100,000 events uh, within an hour uh, occurring somewhere in your network, and, and you wouldn't even know um, what to pick up, you know? What, what, is, what is that one event that actually needs attention? And if we have an advanced AI system that is able to do it for us, uh, together with us, uh, you know, that, that, will, that will help us to, to, to master it, but also um, opens up the door to, to actually be able to deal with that amount of data, right? Internet of Things is essentially, uh, and maybe it's because I'm an insights data organization, but to me it's just a bunch of very interesting data <laughs> coming, coming to us, right? And, and simply asking to be, to be uh, picked up and, and turned into actionable insights. And, and for, for that, I, I think we need AI as well, right? It, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think that's what I think the point you make is really interesting, which is that up till now, I think the Internet of Things has generated a lot of data, which has been impossible in, in the main for human beings to be able to process, right? So with, with, with AI, it's giving the ability to process a lot more data, to draw a lot more um, insights, and therefore deliver a lot more value. So I think, again, that's where we're seeing in the adoption and the embrace uh, you know, of, of, of of AI because people have invested in Internet things, they know it's a positive, but to date they've been unable to take advantage of the data that they're getting. So uh, to the benefit of their customers, so you know the, user, the customers are happy because they're getting better service, a more proactive service, uh, more insights, uh, and, and, the co and the companies themselves are happy because you know they're getting better positive feedback from, from, their, from their customers. So, I think, you know, again, it's, it's a very positive, um, uplifting thing that they're starting to drive value back into the, back into organizations where maybe some of projects they'd invested in in the past, you know, were not delivering the returns that they expected because they were unable to process that volume of data. So, no, I think it's a very interesting world. So, guys, uh, I, I think we are uh, sort of, um, it's funny how time flies when you're having fun, but... Uh, I, I do think we are uh, approaching the end uh, uh, of our time box within this podcast. Uh, so so we, we have a few minutes to, to, to add a few lines and uh, from each of your perspectives, something you want to, uh, you know, convey to, uh, to the listeners to the podcast about this topic, maybe a suggestion or, uh, you know, recommendation. Or... Sure. AI, it's, it's, it's not as scary as the media makes it out to be. It's a lot more beneficial uh, for your organization. And what our research essentially tells us is that there are concrete use cases, be in whichever sector you are, be in whichever function you are. So uh, yes, the only takeaway is that AI is here, it's here to help us, and it's here to help your organization even more. So go ahead and adopt. Ryan, if this Chris, I think from my perspective, I, I would like to congratulate the team that worked on the report. I think the you know, I thought I knew a lot about AI, and yet I read the report and was humbled because there's definitely a lot of information, a lot of insight, and some very practical examples about how it's being deployed. So I'd encourage uh, people to dip, in the, dip into the report and, and see some of the examples, um, and or, and or read, you know, ideally read the whole thing because I think there's a huge amount of value in it, and it gives a lot of ideas about how it could be 
used for the benefit of, of certainly when I read it, I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I could take that idea and apply it in a slightly different way for the benefit of Capgemini and competitiveness. So, uh, again, my congratulations to the team who worked on the report. I think it's very well written. It's got some, and, and the practical and pragmatic examples that it that it includes make it a very valuable and insightful report. So, um, congratulations to the team. Thanks, Chris. And uh, yes, uh, I would like to just summarize quickly by just saying that uh, we have tried to add as many real-life examples uh, uh, as we could to uh, make a point that organizations are benefiting from AI, uh, and they are doing it now. So there is uh, uh, something for everyone to uh, benefit uh, from uh, with AI, and we have tried to uh, uh, find out a few low-hanging fruits, if you will, for uh, every industry that every industry can focus on now and make uh, concrete progress by uh, following a set of uh, recommendations that we identified from our survey of uh, nearly a thousand uh, uh, practitioners from across the industry and talking to a number of uh, very senior executives. So uh, do read through the research. Uh, I hope you'll find it interesting. And I, I fully agree with that to, uh, to conclude. Uh, this is a report that, that does look at, uh, you know, the long term, which is which is really unpredictable to anybody, it, it, it actually says, here's AI right now, these are the things you can do with it. There's a wealth, I, I fully agree with you guys, there's a wealth of, of different examples and use cases there. there there's a, a, nice, a, a nice, neat framework as well to understand where the low-hanging fruit is. And, uh, and and again, one of the key messages in the report is you don't necessarily always have to go for the, the very complex challenge that, that in the long run may deliver you know, huge benefits, but there's also a lot that can be done right now that, that's already uh, delivering be, uh, business value on a daily basis, right? And, and, and I think that's one of the uh, very nice thing about this report. So a recommendation to anybody listening, if you haven't seen the report yet, by all means, download it from your favorite capgemini.com place. I'm sure you'll find it right away. The report is called Turning AI into Concrete Value, the Successful Internet's uh, Toolkit. Sincerely hope, uh, together with my other podcast, uh, join us today that, that you will like the report and also that you liked our, uh, our podcast uh, today. And um, keep being fascinated by AI, AI, I would say. Um, and then, of course, if you, if you uh, uh, want to, to reach out to, to any of us, uh, you'll find some handles in the report. But uh, also, of course, we're, we're glad to, to introduce our, uh, our social media handles uh, right now. So, so, Chris, how can they reach you? Thank you, Ron. So quite easily, if you look me up on Twitter, uh, you'll find me as CJ Stankham. Um, or LinkedIn, you can just look me up in Christopher, Christopher Stankham. So pretty straightforward. If you would like to reach me on Twitter and LinkedIn, just look up Amol Khadikar. That's A-M-O-L-K-H-A-D-I-K-A-R. Thanks. I'm available on Twitter at uh, S-U-B number 8-U. That's S-U-B-A-Q. And uh, on LinkedIn, uh, I'm Subramaniam KBK. Look forward to getting in touch. Great. And, and my handle is R-T-O-L-I-D-O. So R-T-O-L-I-D-O. And it's the same on Twitter or LinkedIn. So, um, uh, as I said, by all means, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're most happy to, uh, to discuss with you. Thank you. Keep in touch. People matter. Results count.